And there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, My servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, we sing the song, and and we say it, the word's enough. Don't need no other evidence but the word of God. That's true, if you understand your authority. All right? Because notice what this man did. He said, four. Now, I know this is so important because when he uses the word four, he's saying, this is why I understand this. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. Now watch. And I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. This centurion outlined and described and dissected authority for the body of Christ. This is in the Bible for us. He says, this is how you operate authority. You tell it to go, and it goes. Now watch. So he's saying, I tell that servant to go. And notice, he didn't say anything about how I push him, I pull him, I make him go. I say to him, go, and he goes. So we see two things operating here. The person that's told to go knows he's supposed to go, and the person saying to go understands the authority he possesses to make him go. Amen. Amen. See, a lot of times in the church, we're not taught this. The devil knows when you tell him to flee, he has to flee. I tell this one to go, and he goes. I say, notice what he said. He said, I say to this one, go, and he goes. I tell another, come, and he comes. You tell it to go, it goes. What'd you just do? You told lack to go. Then he said, I tell it to come and it comes. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The same authority is used in both of them. I use the authority to tell it to go. I use the authority to tell it to come. So I told lack to go. Now I need to tell abundance to come. Amen. Amen. Everywhere it's at. Say it out loud. Abundance. Abundance. More than enough. enough. You come to me now. I command you. Come to me now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, how's it going to come? In the form of raises and bonuses. In the form of more, uh, in the form of gifts and surprises. Right? It's coming because you told it to come. Now, here's the thing. Don't stop the authority you just exercised. If you don't stop it, it'll keep working. Mm. And notice Jesus said, when he heard it, I've not found so great faith. Not in Israel. You can't separate faith and authority. 
You can't exercise faith without using authority, and you can't use authority without exercising faith. Amen. You'll never exercise your faith without using your authority. And you'll never use your authority without using it by faith. Jesus, I'll tell you these two stories. Jesus came down from the mountain. He was up there with Peter, James, and John. And, and you'll recognize that this was after he had given them authority over unclean spirits and over devils to cast them out. And he'd sent the 12 out with that authority. And then he sent the 70 out with that authority. This was after that. And he comes down from the mountaintop. And they're, they're uh, 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 fussing with his disciples. And he said, what, what, why, why are you uh, fussing with them? And the man came, the man came and said, I brought my son to you that has a devil. Watch. And your disciples couldn't cast him out. Well, that's what the Bible says, but that wasn't true. They could have cast him out, but they didn't. It's in the Bible. It's true. No, no, no. It's true. It's stated truly in the Bible, but it wasn't a statement of truth. Well, Pastor, I don't agree with that. So I guess you believe God caused Job all of his problems. Because Job said the Lord gave and the Lord took away. Did the Lord take away from him? No. Is it in the Bible? Yes. So it's true that it's stated in the Bible, but it's not stated truly. See, see where you go if you keep going down that rabbit hole? They said Jesus had a devil. Is that in the Bible? Was it true? But it's in the Bible. Where are you going to stop? They could have cast the demon out. They didn't have any faith. That's what Jesus pointed to. They asked him, why couldn't we cast him out? Because of your lack of faith. In what? Your authority. Now watch these two things. Then Jesus asked, how long ago has it been since this came on him? And he told him and saw the people coming. And it says he rebuked the demon. And it says the demon threw the boy down on the ground and started wallowing. Right? right. But Jesus wasn't moved by that. Why? He had told it to go. Wait a minute. When you tell the devil to go, does he go? Uh, that's y'all are kind of half-hearted here tonight. When you tell the devil to go, does he go? So it doesn't matter if he's trying to make out like he didn't leave. Amen. When 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 Jesus landed on the Isle of the Gadarenes. And the Gadarene demoniac came to him and fell at his knees and began to worship him at his feet and began to worship him, right? If you read all four of the Gospels, one of the Gospels says that Jesus commanded the demon, that, that Jesus commanded the demon to leave and then he followed it by asking him what his name was. So he didn't leave. Jesus was unmoved. Right? They said, okay, 
read this my paraphrase. We got to go because you told us to. Let us go into those pigs. Now, wait a minute. Let us go. What does that mean? The devil only does what we let him do. He only does what we allow him to do. And isn't it interesting? They begged him, don't send us out of the country. Why do we make the devil this big enemy that's so hard to deal with? When the Bible says, I've been given authority over all the works of the devil and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I'm serious. Do you see this? And Jesus said, go. Look, they couldn't go till he said, go. And they couldn't go where they wanted until he said you can go where you want. Hallelujah. So what does that mean? When you recognize this, then you take authority over all the works of the enemy. Taking authority over this. And you're not going to operate in my life no more. Right? Now, I'm, I'm going to close in just a minute. But these are things you got to, there are things you just, you got to quit putting up with symptoms of lack in your life. You got to put, quit putting up with symptoms of sickness. You got to quit putting up with sim, any, any, any symptoms that are under the curse. You got to quit putting up with it. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. You'd be surprised, and I'm not, I don't know anybody in this room, you haven't, you haven't told me, but you'd be surprised the number of Christians I talk to that tell me how hard time they have sleeping. When the Bible says that one of your covenant benefits is sweet sleep. Amen. Don't put up with it. Unless you're supposed to be getting up and praying and you're rebelling. Amen. I'm not sleeping very good. Well, why? Well, the Lord's been talking to me. Get up. You can't exercise your authority over the Father. You can exercise your rebellion, but not your... But, I mean, you you can't put up with that. When you have authority, you jump on those things with both feet. Right in the middle of it. Amen. I remember one time... Let me say this. What time is it? Okay. I'm on, I'm on track. I remember one time Pastor Michelle and I were at Panera Bread, and we were eating. I, I forget why we were there. We were, we were actually going to be on our way to church. I, I don't know why we were eating there that night. Maybe we just wouldn't go out and have a date, I guess. But we were there, and uh, there was this mother that was there, and she had a son with her probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years of age, and she wanted to leave, and that son was acting up. And he was acting the fool and didn't want to go and just causing a fit. And the mother was trying and she couldn't move him. And, and, and people were just sitting around kind of giving her an ugly look. Man, my wife jumped up and she went and grabbed that boy by the arm and said, Come on, outside. And took him out. You said, What'd you do? Watched. <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, she took him all the way out to the van, loaded him up in the van. Amen. Well, here, here, here's my point. You know, when I saw that, I thought, that's how you got to do the devil. You just got to go grab him and say, come on, out you go. Out you go. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, and here's the thing. Other people were sitting around that could have done the same thing. They just didn't. When you look at a believer, a minister, somebody you have respect for, and you see their life, don't ever misunderstand that it is an exercise of their authority that's allowing them to live the way they're living. And it's something that you're doing consistently. And here's the thing. I'll close with this. Here's the thing. When, when what you said tonight about the lack in your life and you called for abundance, let that stay said. Don't go back on that. Because you, you told it to go. You told it to come. So it went, lack went, abundance is coming. When, Pastor? Right now, it's on the way. Right now, it's on the way. Amen. Everything... Listen, everything that you tell to change starts changing the moment you said it. Amen. The more you exercise your authority, the quicker those things can happen. Amen. When Pastor Michelle was here and she was recording, her and, and Brother Ron, and uh, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. You'd have to ask him. He's, he knows more about it than I do. But something was wrong, and we couldn't, we couldn't record. All right? Our cameras, we couldn't record. There's, I don't know, software issues, camera issues, whatever it was. And uh, so, of course, he began to research, and they began to research. And to do everything that we needed to do, I, I think it ended up being actually a little bit more than this, but it was roughly $11,000. Well, I'm at... Work. I'm in, I'm in the office in Little Rock. My wife called me and said, well, uh, I, I asked her, I said, how'd the, the filming go? And she said, well, it, it didn't go well because, and she began to tell me, she said, we need this amount of money. Amen. Amen. And I said to her, I said, okay, we need that amount of money. And I said, according to Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, you and I come into agreement as concerning this, and we're touching this, and I command that money to come to us right now. Amen. In Jesus' name, you come to us. Amen. Hallelujah. The next day, the next day, uh, a person that, uh, uh, from another ministry called and was talking to us uh, about the, the shows, and they'd been on some shows with us and these different things, and, and they asked Michelle how things were going, and she, and she explained what was going on with the finances. And the lady said, well, that explains why God's been asking me to send you some money. Amen. She said, how much is it? And we told her, and she said, I'll send you a check for it. Hallelujah. Less than 24 hours later. Now, people say, isn't it good to have good friends in ministry? Isn't it good to know how to use your authority? It's good to know how to use your authority. Amen. Now, when I say this, please, please hear my heart because I'm not, this, this, is, this is the only way I know to say it, though. I refuse to be in lack. Amen. I will not lack any good thing. I won't. 
I refuse it. Amen. And, and in my personal life, when I see any symptom of it, I jump on it immediately. I'm not having you. Amen. Well, Pastor, it's hard. I slap hard things in the mouth. Who do you think you are trying to be hard? Get out of here in Jesus' name. Amen. That's how you handle that. You don't let it stand there and run its mouth. Backhand it. Slap it in the mouth. You're going in the name of Jesus. You're you're not going to hinder my church. You're not going to hinder the people in my church. You're not going to hinder what God wants us to do. My money will not turn on me. The resources of the earth will not withhold themselves from my use. I have authority and dominion over them. And you will not withhold yourself from my use. You will not. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to give tonight, there is an envelope there in the seat back in front of you. See, that's just the way I think. That's that's the terms I think in. Amen. You know, somebody came in my house and said, I'm going to do such and such. Am I just going to sit there and go, oh, okay. Now I'm going to jump up and slap him in the mouth. You're going to do what? Pop. I'm going to do nothing. I'm not going to do anything in my house. I have the authority in my house. I know where all the weapons are in my house, and you don't. Amen. Do you hear me? I can't stop you from knocking on my door, but I can arrange for you to limp going home. Amen. Does that make sense? Mmm. And once, here's the thing, once you exercise your authority over something, it's just easier and easier to exercise it the next time. But the devil, hear me, has to know that you mean business. I'm not playing with this. I mean business. And you answer the bell every time. You answer the bell every time. When the opportunity comes to use your authority, you get up and you use your authority. Don't ever, don't ever let the excuse don't ever let the excuses arise that, that, that you let something slide. You don't want anything that the devil has in your life. You don't want any part of the curse in your life. You don't want any part of lack, sickness, defeat. You don't want it in your life. Say it out loud. I don't want any part of the curse in my life. That's it. That's it. Well, I've been declaring health over my family, Pastor, and we got sick. That's okay. That's all right. You just keep doing it. Amen. Amen. And, and, and don't talk nice to it. You tell sickness, you don't have no place in my home. You have no place in my home in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, what if I got to go to bed? Then go to bed saying, you don't have any place in my home. When I wake up, you better be gone. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, you need to talk to your checkbook and tell your checkbook to be fruitful and multiply. I demand that you bring forth. You will produce for me in the name of Jesus. Why? You're my checkbook. You are my checking account. Produce in Jesus' name. 
Well, pastor, people will think I'm weird. Who cares what people think when you got more than enough? I don't care. Call me weird. I talk to checkbooks. I talk to savings accounts. I talk to things. I talk to cars. I talk to houses. I talk to problems. Amen. 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 There's a time I had to talk to my closet. You bring forth suits in abundance. You bring forth shoes in abundance. Amen. Amen. Somebody's in my closet not too long ago and they said, is this a woman's closet? No, not a woman's closet. It's a man of authority's closet. Amen. Amen. I'm helping you. You need a raise or a bonus on your job? Tell your job. Bring forth raises. Bring forth bonuses. Try it right now. Say, job. Bring forth raises. Bring forth bonuses. Bring forth raises. Bring forth bonuses. Now expect it. Now expect it. I say, now expect it. Hallelujah.